Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week of the Xbox North podcast, episode 26. We are finally past that quarter, quarter of 100, you know, so we're working up to 50 now. So um, this is definitely, God, can you believe 26 episodes? Like, yeah, uh, that's a lot. It's once a week and everything. We get to 52 and we've had a whole whole year. Right. Um, But uh, this week we are discussing Halo's Battle Pass. You know, we're going to get a little bit more in depth with that. Scalebound and is Elder Scrolls finally an exclusive? Like, for real? Um, But like always, thank you so much for listening. Like and subscribe. And Dan, how you been? How's the week going? What you been playing? been pretty good i've been uh trying to play some video games and everything but i i made the terrible mistake of getting my wife and kids more interested in video games and so they've been hugging Ooh. my xbox most of the week oh really uh we ended up getting uh the spyro uh package because that was one of my wife's favorites from when she was a kid nice and uh so they she's been playing that with the kids and everything using co-pilot mode and our oldest is uh uh, getting better and better at playing on her own and everything too, and understanding the controls on the game and figuring out that uh, second look joystick seems to be the the biggest hurdle for for a lot of people. Oh yeah, no, that that is always definitely uh, the biggest hurdle. Like handing a person a controller and being like, "Oh yeah, use this these two joysticks at the same time." It like breaks their brain for a little bit, but right, uh, <laughs> it's like this one's your head. This one's your head and this one's your legs. Like yeah. just try and keep it to that. And <laughs> it's it's hard for them, but it's but, cute. Uh, Spir- Spiral's a good game. I find the Lego games are good for because it's always like a fixed camera view. Yeah. Uh, they have a ton of those games on uh uh games with gold and game pass as well. So Yeah. But, I got a few of them. I gotta download those ones again. We've been playing a bit yeah. of those, have been uh catching up on some shows and stuff oh yeah we've been what kind of we've been, what, what uh, show? we've been watching uh well we we just started cowboy bebop but uh we've been watching arcane too i know you've been watching that too it's really good i just finished it actually just before this episode and it it is by far my favorite adaptation of any video game which i have no um I've never really played League of Legends. I don't like them. I don't really like the game. I'm not really into MOBAs, but the world they built in this show, the art style, the use of music and imagery, people will look back at this as um, just as influential as, let's say, uh, into the Spider Verse. Actually, you can say into the vi- if there wasn't into the Spider Verse, I don't think uh, we would have um, Arcane. And Arcane, yeah. uh, you can say, is uh, kind of comes out of uh, kind of the first ones to come out of that new style of CGI that even takes it a little bit further, in my opinion. And it is it's just gorgeous. Like I can't believe it. And the acting is incredible. The storytelling is um, just spot on. Like there's this moment uh, later on where Vi is listening to this lady speak and like the conviction in her words. And you could tell that was the moment. Like she totally like fell for um, this lady and 
but the way they frame it is like you can see that like you can feel that in the moment and the show is just like yeah absolutely incredible what do you think of it yeah a lot of like really touching moments and everything and we're not the only ones that have been raving about this and everything too i've seen a huge amount as soon as i started watching it I was flipping through Facebook or whatever it was and uh, ended up seeing like more than one article immediately that was just like, this is like going to go down in history as one of the like best shows and everything. It's going to influence shows and other like IPs and everything like this for years to come. And like it, it had me totally drawn in and everything too, like to the point where I was looking up and researching more about League of Legends because the one name I recognized from it was Jinx. Jinx, and yeah. like yeah and like i i that's like literally all i know about uh, league of legends like i think i yeah attempted to play one game once but i just it wasn't my type of game right then and everything and uh since that it, it was the competitiveness of it too it's it's a hard yeah. game to play with the experienced players and everything in it it's it's one of those like you got to spend some time getting good at that before you can really compete too hard but like but, man uh, did they did they ever set the bar for uh, uh, an adaptation? Like the Halo TV show has a run for its money, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Because this was. I, I right. love that they're succeeding in that way and everything, too, because that just means we're going to get more like game to like TV experiences and everything like this. And they're going to be that sort of quality. Like if that's setting the bar on what's going to make the money and everything, that's going to be what they aim to achieve. Because oh, yeah. no point in going little and taking home a couple of bucks just because unless you're more of an indie developer or something and like releasing from an indie studio or smaller projects and stuff. But all these bigger names like Halo's going to have to live up to like The Witcher and everything like they've got a lot of uh, like video game adaptations that they're already dealing with. And this yeah, just is this, yeah, the storytelling in Arcane is is just even better, in my opinion. Like I love The Witcher and everything, too. But I think, like, yeah, Arcane got it, like, spot on. And I don't know if it will be as easy to, like, convey in a live-action series like Halo will be as it is in the, the animated series. Because I've I've always been a big fan of animated series and everything, too, and animated oh, yeah. movies and stuff. Like, the DC animated movies are by far my favorite DC movies. Like, period. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love, uh, like, Batman Red Hood. Um like that's such a good that is such a good movie such a dark movie and i like the live action ones too but like the animated ones are just true to the comics and like they're just so well told and animated and everything too Mm -hmm. but man the the little the style they put in this show and it's so well animated it's it's incredible. Yeah. So anyone who's uh, on the fence about it, don't just watch it. And anyone, and it's way you darker. Regret than, it. It's yeah. way darker than you think. And they are not yeah. afraid to kill off characters in that, in that yeah. show. And you get to know these characters. So when things like happen that are impactful, you feel it. Like, you know, when a person who's a piece of shit in the show dies, like you, you understand, you understand, where they're coming from and a, a, a part of you just feels a little bit of a remorse and that is a good character that is that is good character development um yeah so good, yeah 
good character it's, writing it's, and everything. Yeah, the villains yeah, and stuff. Great that's, that's what I've always understood about it is like it has to be you have to understand always that like no matter who the villain is they don't think they're the villain exactly they think they're the hero in their story and if you can understand where they're coming from and the show can convey that uh, in a successful way where you're actually feeling a little bit of remorse um yeah, yeah um it's just an accomplishment for sure and i cannot wait i absolutely cannot wait for season two of that yeah. show so. and it's already been approved which is awesome i'm i'm not oh, surprised yeah. in the least like i knew that was, i called that like first episode in oh yeah yeah totally amazing It'd be so good but yeah yeah i got distracted a lot this week with tv and all the awesome things that have been coming out and everything that way and playing some more halo infinite when i can and everything and uh we'll talk about that but uh how have you been yeah. doing up to this week well, I've been doing good, uh, playing a lot of games, watching some shows. Like we, but we won't talk more about Arcane. But um, yeah, just playing Halo, uh, more Final Fantasy Thirteen. Funny enough, but w- what's really kind of uh, impact me uh, the most this week? Actually, I got it finally working today. Was uh, I got new Wi-Fi in the house? Wi-Fi six in the house. Oh, yeah. So and. My God, it is like night and day from uh, my other router uh, that they were offering. Just like, wi- uh, I guess, Wi-Fi 5 prior to yeah. Wi-Fi 6. And like Wi-Fi 6 is so much better. Like, I can't believe how much better the experience is. And, you know, I was uh, complaining on other shows about the Xbox um, Game Pass app. Yeah, not working on my like it was always chuggy and it would only really work in the browser, not in the app. And when I played it on the console, it was just a mess. But when I did it through my new Wi-Fi six router, perfect, no latency, perfect image, actually like completely usable. And that like got me excited because I felt like prior to that one, I wasn't getting that full experience out of X cloud. Like yeah. I almost kind of didn't use it. And now like, I, I feel like I'm going to use it a lot more because of that. Like I was just loading games onto my, uh, not, uh, I was just loading up games on the Xbox that weren't on my console, like mortal shell and stuff like that, just to try it out yeah. and see if I like it before downloading it. And it was working flawlessly and I am completely impressed. So anyone who has Bell in, in Ontario, yeah. And has their black Wi-Fi like uh, three thousand hub upgrade to the four thousand hub like right away. Uh, if especially if you have oh, fiber, good. yeah. So yeah, you yeah. got to get that damn like like right away. I oh, yeah, I was I was doing a bit of research into Wi-Fi six and everything. So <laughs> like the one of the impressive things about it, and this isn't even like the most impressive thing, is that Wi-Fi five was capped out at like three point five, three point six uh gig gigabits per second for mm-hmm. like it's theoretical top speed because like it doesn't usually get quite that high but um wi-fi 6 is already at 9.2 or 9.3 or something like that and so it's already like three times faster pretty much than wi-fi 5 and that's mm-hmm. not even like the best feature the best feature is that like the way that it splits the bandwidth and gives it to the different devices it's a lot exactly. more direct it's a lot better of a connection and like 
yeah, it's just a lot more streamlined. So it'll be way better. And from your account, it's it sounds like it's pretty friggin' sweet. So I'm gonna be calling up Bell, I think tomorrow, and uh, getting them to upgrade mine. Oh yeah, like right away, and get the guy to come into. Like I spent like two hours on the phone. They're like, oh, it's a self-install, and I plug in the fiber, and nothing happens. And I'm on the phone with the guy for like an hour and he couldn't get it working. And then I was on the phone with them for like another 45 minutes trying to get my old Wi-Fi router back up and running because they had to like configure things on the back end. And I'm like, yeah. oh. and then in the end, they're just like, oh, we'll just send a guy. I'm like, OK, uh, so don't even like bother with that. Just tell the guy to come and just like do it themselves because it seems like they have to kind of reconfigure like everything uh, for this uh, newer kind of router. So, but it is so worth it. If anyone's having issues with X cloud or streaming and they're, and you have good uh, internet, it, yep. contact your provider, see if they offer Wi-Fi six router, get a Wi-Fi six router. It's, it, it really is. Um, it's really impressive, surprisingly. It's so much better that, yeah, like I was saying, I feel like I was getting ripped off when I have, like, fiber to the house. And I have, like, 500 up and 500 down. And I, I feel like I'm actually using it. And, like, Carly's upstairs on VR. And she says, like, the... Because uh, she streams her PC, which is downstairs, to her headset wirelessly. And she's like, oh, the it loads in worlds so much quicker in VR chat. And... Um, yeah. It's that connection like stronger experience. and her connection to oh, her yeah. computer is going to be stronger too. Yeah. 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 So that was, uh, that was exciting. Um, but just busy with work doing a lot of overtime. So I'm tired and I have a birthday this weekend and I have a lot of overtime this weekend. So, um, but you know, just enjoying Forza, like Forza is such an incredible game. The graphics in that game, the mist that comes off cars when you're like doing uh, um, when it's like raining or there's like water on the ground just looks incredible. Like you can say like Forza 4 looks amazing still. Forza Horizon, they bring those like dirt effects, smoke effects, mist effects, the lighting, just the... um, like 4k textures and the photogrammetry that all comes together and it is a blast to play. So, um, just continuing with that and, uh, slowly making my way through halo infinite's, uh, battle pass. But, uh, you know what, before we kind of get into, you know, uh, the kind of negative parts of halo, we'll, we'll, we'll get into uh, our topic. Our first topic will be, about Halo Infinite. Um, so Halo Infinite has finally gone gold. Uh, with that came a plethora of previews from prominent YouTubers and uh, video game outlets praising the game's open world and taking the series to new heights. Um, with this came some bad news too. It seems like we're getting a delay. So they're extending the first season to May. So we're not going to get co-op. Uh, and Forge is going to be a little further out. So that's too bad. But you know what? Considering they're tying co-op to season two, I really think we're going to get Firefight in that season as well. I feel like it's going to be such a a co-op centric uh, season that I think Firefight will be coming in that season for sure. Uh, 
But where I like to spend a lot of my uh, multiplayer time and everything in Halo Five and some of the earlier ones too. It was just like when I was younger, I could spend a lot more time on the competitive, like player versus player and everything. And I've been enjoying the Halo Infinite now, but at the end of the day, I'm getting old and not so quick anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Um, Losing a lot more matches than I planned. <laughs> Right. Oh man, uh, I I was playing this one uh, game of oddball, and dude, they had two points left, and I was playing with Row and a bunch of people, and they dropped the ball right when they had two seconds left, and they're like, "Oh, we lost it." I was just like, "No, we did not," and I grabbed the ball and I fucking run, and we won the match. And it was like, nice. one of, it, and it's moments like that where you're like, oh, "Man, yeah. only in Halo." Like that's what makes games like that great, but. Yeah, I really think Forge is coming in that. Like, uh, uh, no, Firefight is coming in that season. Like, Firefight, Warzone Firefight came, what, like six months into Halo 5? Like, it wasn't there for a while. So I feel like we're going to get bosses like the Grunt Mech coming back. Everyone loved the Grunt Mech. What was his name? It was awesome. Or some. Yeah, I'd have to look it up. But yeah, he's always yelling. And I recognize his voice and trying to murder him way more than I remember his name. (laughs) Just so frustrating. Like he needs to come back. So. Oh, yeah. But the from what I saw of the campaign is. It looks fun. It looks really open from what the preview said, like some people like Jeff Grubb said that this is kind of like their breath of the wild moment, uh, which is funny because people are giving him some shit saying like, oh, everyone says he compares it to breath of the wild, but breath of the wild was like this really like big turning point for the franchise. So saying a statement like that has some, uh, some weight to it. And I'm really There's a reason it's the standard. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm really looking forward to just, um, going around this open world, exploring um, uh, this this halo itself. I feel like this will be the first time we can actually like explore a halo ring, right? Yeah. Instead of getting pulled down a path, which will be cool. Like you can kind of sit back and take in the sights a little bit more uh, because it has like a whole day and night cycle too. The ships move around in the sky. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, it's going to be crazy and i've i've done myself a bit of a disservice and probably the podcast a bit of a disservice by avoiding a little bit of it just to because i kind of want that halo experience too because i know i'm gonna love the hell out of the game when i i get my hands on the single player too and so i've been trying to be like okay i'm gonna be amazed by this when it happens and i've still watched a few things but i know there's gonna be silly crap like trying to jump off the side of the halo ring and All sorts of stuff you'll be able to try and do. Yeah, I watched this one preview where they did the pretty much the same run as the 2020 demo. And they showed like the difference between like how the crash ship looks uh, from the 2020 to the 2021. And man, it is crazy how much more detail and uh, fidelity they got into the game that you can that year was definitely worth it for sure. And I heard somebody even found a, uh, a Craig meme up in, yeah. uh, up in there somewhere. So Craig's going on a tour. It sounds like on the halo ring. So I wonder if he'll, <laughs> he'll pop up here and there. You know, it would be funny if Craig 
was like a firefight boss, you know? Oh yeah. Like the Craig mech and stuff. Like or his like original they, textures and everything. Too. Yeah. Or like they have like a firefight map and he's just like playing their band is playing like in the background or something <laughs> like that. I, I, I hope they do like fun stuff like that in firefight. I think that oh, yeah. is a, a mode to take advantage of stuff like that. But it sounds like we're getting levels in the game from what I heard is they played the first four levels. So it looks like we're getting kind of the level structure. So I wonder if it'll kind of be like Gears 5 where you got to like Act 3, but Act 3 had that like open world to it and things start to get really open from there. So like you can say like there will be like two or three acts in the game that are like extra long or maybe they're like maybe they're taking cues from Halo ODST because the guy who um, came on to 343 um he directed Halo ODST. So I'm curious if they're going to take that open world approach where the kind of in between the levels uh is the open world and then you kind of do like you remember ODST, ODST you would find like a helmet and then you would play the mission on how the helmet got smashed and left there. Yeah. And I'm very curious if how it will, got there and Yeah, we'll I, do something I, I think that would be great. I mean, like I love ODST and like I love the way they're telling the story about the the regular people. It was really interesting, even just playing with my nephew uh, the uh, the other day, and um, we were playing together. And I was explaining to him kind of how the like who these people are and why they're why we're playing their story instead of Master Chiefs. And it was really cool to actually like like show him and everything, especially because he came up and. Uh, he was mostly just like, oh, yeah, I've been playing some Halo Otist. I was like, no, not, not Otist, my friend. But I'll tell you why it's Otist. Orbital Drop. He's like, Orbital yeah, drop. drop Shock Trooper. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, what? Like, what's that? And I, like, I explained it to him more and everything, and then we started playing, and he had a whole different context to the game. When he first tried it out on his own, he was just wandering around the city, didn't really know where to go. Mm-hmm. And then I was showing him all the kind of like ways you find the the target that you're going to and like what it's explaining to us and what this story is all about and everything and giving them the backstory to it. And it was really cool. It'd be so cool if they did almost like a halo infinite ODST too. Like I would love, I actually, and I think I was saying this the other week, I would love three, four, three's next game. If they are going to stick in the halo, give me an ODST too. Like, like for real. Uh, make it its own kind of different gameplay, but kind of the same. Uh, Make it like a noir-based... Yeah, like give me a sequel to ODST. Yeah, it's even like we were talking about the the ad the other day and everything. It was the... Uh, the one guy who's speaking through like a voice translator because he's had his throat cut and everything, talking about like to the parents of somebody who saved his life and somebody who was a brother to him and everything. And it's like, like that's the story that like is arguably just as interesting, if not more, because it's more relatable to most people than the super soldier that master chief is. Everyone wants to play that master chief game because like, who doesn't like feeling like a badass super soldier, but at the same time, it's like ODST had an amazing storyline and just the way they told the story, like you were saying, like 
you find a helmet somewhere and all of a sudden it takes you into the story of how that helmet got there. And it oh, changes yeah. up the whole way you're understanding the story. Almost like a little vignettes. Um, but I also feel like ODST is also a great opportunity to just straight up. And I, this is me kind of repeating myself, but just a straight up rip off like back for blood kind of format yeah. in my opinion. Uh, with uh, like the flood and stuff where you have to like go into like flood infested areas and just like take them out. Like, Oh, that'd be so cool. But I'm excited for I'm excited for Halo's campaign. Uh, I really wish co-op was there. Like I really wish co-op was there because I know it's going to drop and we're all going to be playing it. And like, we could all be playing it together. Yeah. So I feel like co-op not being there is definitely a huge miss. Uh, But all in all, from what I hear, we should be excited, which is good. But you know what is not good and something we are not excited about and something we are experiencing right now? And thank God it's a beta, but like this needs to change right now. But, you know, let's continue with our Halo Infinite discussion and really get into our feelings about the battle pass and how this is actually we're t- turning out to be like actually a huge problem for the game, like a huge problem for the game, in my yeah. opinion. Um. So, a lot of it goes into like the picture I just threw up there too. It's just, yeah. it's not a great start for them. Like they, it's very grindy. Like we were talking about before, it's uh, they're trying to make improvements on it, so you are gaining XP at a faster rate and everything. But the yeah. even the season one that they've got here, it has a lot of issues on its own, where it's like yeah. the. They're they're taking their sweet time to even like out of the thirty like you can see right there if you can if you can see us basically there's thirty rewards for this season and out of those thirty rewards only about ten of them like really matter and, and do and, much for you and the worst part is they're gating things off so because it's all based off your weekly. Um, challenges there's only seven challenges related to this event so you can only in this week you can only get to level seven in the event which is like like i understand like you want people i know you know what i don't understand this because and especially this goes back to uh the initial battle pass so the XP grind for that thing is so slow, but then you're going to give me like other kind of mini battle passes as events within like um, the course of this season. Then why are you making your XP grind for the standard battle pass so intense when we're going to have like uh, maybe five battle passes to work through uh, this season that are just their own separate events. And yeah. like now that is like starting to boggle my mind. Like this is like really not uh, like thought uh, well thought out at all. And I feel like I'm like watching this game like die in front of me because yeah. this is um, this is so like outrageous. And <laughs> you can say, you know, what they have going for them is the game is fun as hell. Like and it's it's everything there in the game core is great but this the gameplay itself yeah 
Yeah, but gameplay Slime itself is great. It. Yeah, it's it's not and it's not the right way to do it at all either. Like, it the day it launched, I was like, okay, I'm buying the battle pass because I want to see what I get out of it and everything. Yeah. And I expect it to, I expected it to feel a little more like Destiny. Honestly, it was just like when I got that, like when I was playing Destiny before I got the battle pass and everything, and when they released it on Game Pass, and I ended up buying the battle pass. It was a lot of difference between the work I was putting in and the reward I was getting out of it. It was yeah. just like I was unlocking all these things and I could see it. And as soon as I bought the paddle pass, it was like, OK, you get all these things that you're actually unlocking. And even most of the seasons, I, I barely made it halfway, if not further. But I felt like I got all the stuff that I wanted out of it. I felt yeah, like it, I got a lot of content out of it. Yeah. And like you didn't have to play that much. like in Destiny, you can you can grind out if you are dedicated, you can get that battle pass uh, done in a week, but it's not like people are complaining that it's all done after a week. And especially if you're going to have events like this, like through the season and they showed like a poster of a couple, like a holiday event coming up and like other things like that. So if we're going to have like these micro battle passes, why is the XP gain so outrageous for the other one? Like it needs yeah. to be fixed ASAP because there will be people like us who will just continue playing the game because it's fun. But there, if they want to hook this new generation, you have to do something better than this. And I feel like almost at this point, uh, free to play is the worst thing that has ever happened to to Halo because, yeah. like, uh, at least in the other Halo, I I could actually get that shit like i could actually and it was like all there um i just had to work my way to unlock it and like it was like there was no problem before i feel like now it's like pushing me to want like to try and make me want to buy like levels in the game pass and like the battle pass and everything and it's like i'm I'm not gonna do that i don't feel good about that i feel like crap and i feel like i'm wasting my money when you're pushing oh, yeah. me towards something like that, like there's no reason for me to buy levels in the the battle pass. I mean, at that point, it almost becomes worthless to earn the stuff because <laughs> even if you unlock it totally, it's like okay, well, Joe Blow here with 200 extra bucks just bought his way there too. He has absolutely no skill whatsoever, but he's got the exact same stuff that I worked my ass off to earn. There you go. And you know what? And like some of those uh, cosmetic items that are for sale in the store, like some of it is like outrageous. Like some of the things you buy can only be applied to certain like uh, Spartan armors too. And I'm like confused about that. Like that's so crap. Like I unlocked this headpiece and it's only for one like type of Spartan armor. Um, Yeah. When like that should not matter in my opinion. Uh, Yeah. And I know there's like like, understand. Like, who cares? I can understand maybe some limitations to like how it gets applied and everything and where it's applied or something because the helmets are going to be shaped differently. It might not look proper on some of the shapes or or whatever they've got for the armor and everything. And there's little things like that that are okay, but separating each and every one, like from what I've seen, like, yeah, each and every uh armor set is totally like you have to earn each and every little piece for it separately it's like even for this it's like you're earning one shoulder at a time before you actually get to use any of it 
Yeah, but like, come on, like, like when I unlock one shoulder, I shouldn't have to unlock the left shoulder. Just let me have both shoulders. Like, yeah, um, it's like, how do you decide which shoulder is the the one that comes first? Even, like, yeah, it's like, oh, they really favor the left shoulder. Those, yeah, you know? like what? <laughs> like, it barely makes any sense to me. You can see, like, from the picture here, you can see most of the stuff that is worthwhile and earning, and it's mostly going to be that armor set. And like some of the attachments for it and everything, but at the same time, it's just like, why wouldn't I want to put the samurai sword on somebody on something else, like yeah. on a different set of armor or something? I almost feel like, and let's go into the pricing of some of these, just like s- small cosmetic items. Like they have this like katana that you can put on the side, like it's like a belt, and it's fifteen dollars, and it comes with a couple emblems. $15? Like, come on. Like, if that was like three bucks, I'd be like, I'm buying it. No yeah, problem. Three bucks, sure. $15? That's the, yeah. that is more than your battle pass. Yeah. Like, like what? Like, for one like, cosmetic yeah. item. Like, that's Yeah, why would I do that? Yeah. Like, why would I do that? Like, what kind of a fucking idiot do you think I am? Like, if it was $3, I'd be like, hmm. like, uh, like, in uh, Destiny, uh, we bought the full cosmetic set for, uh, but at least it was like this full like set. Yeah. You get and the entire the, set. You can color it how you want. You can yeah. like there was so many more options to it, and it was like it felt worth it. It was like okay, I'll buy one or two of these really nice sets that like I'm gonna roll around with. I'm gonna enjoy for a long time because they look just awesome and super cool and everything whereas like the stuff like i was wearing half the time even was just stuff i earned it was like because that felt like stuff that i earned and stuff that i wanted to wear wasn't stuff that i could just pay for as long as i had an enormous bank account because like i can't like i could throw 10 bucks or whatever it was down for the battle pass i can't throw down like just 20 bucks for one suit of armor and then another 20 bucks for another one like, let's say this event like all the paid cosmetic stuff the stuff you can't get in this new kind of event battle pass if they're like 15 dollars and you get everything that is a cosmetic for this event yeah. then that becomes a little bit more okay yeah. you're giving me like 30 items here for 15 bucks cool yeah. no problem but 15 bucks for fucking katana on the side of you you crazy <laughs> Yeah. You know how much groceries are these days? Yeah, Holy you know how much shit. gas is? Like, geez. Like, my God, like gas itself? Like, <laughs> we're not made of money. I'm sorry. Like, until we get sponsored or something and we start making loads of cash, we're just, yeah. until we I'm start not making into it. YouTube money. <laughs> but, yeah. like, like, groceries are expensive. Ga- like, I don't even pay for, I don't have a, a car and pay for gas. But, yeah, like, gas is outrageous these days. Yeah, I'm not um, going to go into it for just one little samurai sword. Like, if I was going to spend 15 bucks on a samurai sword, it'd be sitting on my desk. Yeah, for real. <laughs> exactly, right? He's like, I at least want it to be a letter opener or some shit, something yeah. useful. And instead of a cosmetic on a piece of armor that I'm not even probably going to look at in a year because I moved on to a different piece of armor at that point. Yeah, exactly. Um, but don't you want to be OG? Don't you want to show like those? Don't you want to show those fucks in in four years that you were there day one, first event? Man, one uh, of the things I'm disappointed in too that like was always there in the older like Halos and a lot of older games and everything too is like like you participate in the the beta or the first flight 
sort of thing like they had it's like mm-hmm. just give somebody like a little emblem something yeah and i hear there's no even unlocks in the um in the campaign for multiplayer which i yeah. find super weird but yeah like why uh, i guess this is what like like i said free to play was the worst thing to happen and to halo but it could also be the best thing if they can fix this and make it right like talk like microsoft or 343 hire somebody from another poach someone from like uh respawn or you know what even like just reach out to these people they're your partners they're your business partners and stuff talk to like epic games people who've done battle passes properly and xp game and like and has been proven to work like and talk to uh talk to epic talk to the fortnite people man they clearly like they 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 got that dopamine hit down so like they know what's going on there i mean like freaking destiny even just like talk to them like they've been in the game forever now and just like they know what they're they're giving to people they know how to do it and like they make their mistakes too and everything but like yeah i I know for one thing or another like halo infinite's gonna do well and it's gonna do really well on on what they do because they'll have to fix it one way or the other Oh, yeah. They say, you know, what? and they even have a, a video that came out today and the guy like discussing it just looked like, oh, we were on top of the world. We were on top of the world, right, guys? And we fucked that up. So he's like, I wish everyone was talking about our awesome game instead of our shitty battle pass, because your yep. game is awesome. Your game is so yeah. freaking awesome. That's just uh, it. So it is, it's good and it's worth it. And like, at least it's not as broken as Battlefield or like the new college. At least they're, they're working on it now immediately. They've already made changes that are improving some of the experience anyways. It's not totally fixed. Like it's still got a way to go, but at least like, yeah, now each round I'm getting some experience and everything. But man, I want to see like my medals. I want to see this like, and like a metal hit and like xp game for your double kill triple kill you got here and just like like make it i know i got an overkill and it's like it's this little tiny metal like right under all the scoring stuff and everything it was like yeah i remember like getting the cards was exciting in halo 5 and everything too like still is it's like you you slams down and it's giving you those cards and you're busting open like prizes to yeah, to get all pack. those things. Yeah, exactly. Getting all the rep packs and everything. It's just this feels lackluster in the accomplishments of the actual gameplay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It really does. But you know, Halo does have a bite a bright future, and I'm I'm glad that people are being so hard on it now because it needs to to really change. And they need to adjust these pricing. Talk to your partners. Talk to people who've done it right in the industry. Listen yeah. to your fans. Fix this before, hopefully before the uh, game releases. But I have a strong suspicion it's not. But um, give it some time. Maybe season two, they'll have a whole reamped uh, system on that. But yeah. especially with like campaign scoring and stuff like that. But 
we'll see. And honestly, like if they can, like man, lower the prices before the holiday season because there's going to be kids getting gift cards like no tomorrow for Christmas. And oh, yeah. like they will easily drop it on armor and stuff for that, but they're not gonna spend their entire gift card on one piece of armor from you guys. Yeah, yeah, and it, and they don't even have the armor set uh, yet to work it on, right? They buy it, they're like put it on a standard piece of armor, and they're like, no, you need the samurai armor. Um, and that's an yeah. And going yeah. back to the other thing is like, what if I don't want the uh, Fifteen dollar uh, samurai sword. What if I want it on like my ODST looking soldier because I want yeah. to rock a samurai sword? You know, yeah. but that kind of pisses me off. Yeah, but you know what? Enough, uh, enough with Halo. I'm sure we could talk about Halo a lot, but <laughs> let's let's talk about some other crazy stuff. So it, it, you know what? It's even crazy that we have to. Uh, this had to be reiterated, but. Um, Phil Spencer has made an if has made it official. Elder Scrolls in the, is an Xbox and PC exclusive, and the team will be focusing on building the best experiences for those platforms. Confirming our already assumed suspicion, this is not coming to PlayStation platforms. So, I'm just glad that it's said. Right? Yep. I'm glad he has finally just said that there's no point of us focusing on other platforms when um, our IPs should, we should focus on where our IPs can experience uh, what they want to bring to the table, like cross-play, cross-buy, being able to play it on the cloud, uh, having your saves synced across the board. And if they can't bring that experience to um, the PlayStation audience and everyone, then they they don't want uh, they don't want their experience of their game on another console to be a dubbed down experience when it's not like that every on literally every other platform it's on. So I mean, man, Elder Scrolls has always gone above and beyond in the RPG like element and just expanded more brought bigger maps, brought more gameplay, more like little tiny features and everything, physics, all that sort of stuff, uh, and really made it their own. The only way to properly bring that to the next level is to be doing it with someone you've partnered with that closely. Like Microsoft, like having Microsoft be that partner with you, then you've got better insight, sorry, better insight to the like Xbox development of their operating system, like Windows 11's development and Windows 10 and how it's going to function with your game and everything, better testing, better patches and everything. You're just going to have a better experience working with that, especially working with the features. You're not like with the feature changes in the console generation. Now it's getting to be more difficult to actually like port the game over. It's not just, oh, this computer here is running this operating system and this computer here is running this operating system. The way the PlayStation interacts with its solid-state drive and the way that the Xbox interacts with it are two completely different things. And focusing on... Yeah, exactly. Focusing on how that interacts with that and making it the best experience you can is going to be 100 times better than you're going to get with trying to split your team in half to make it work on both consoles. 
Yeah, no, exactly. Like Windows and, 11 is already introducing features from the Xbox. You're going to have those same sort of features there. Like, plus, you we want to well wait 10, 10 years for this game to come out? Yeah. For real. Like, we've already been waiting forever, and I don't even think the game is... It must be just a small team working on it right now, probably building out the actual yeah. map of the world, the open world itself. And then they'll apply the game on top of that. But, you know, I'm happy it's exclusive. Like, uh, like we were saying in other shows, Microsoft earned buying Bethesda, in my opinion, especially Bethesda, like Bethesda, Bethesda, who makes Skyrim yeah. and, and Fallout 4. They've been partners with Microsoft uh, since like back in the uh, early Morrowind days, and even like there yeah. before that, putting it on, on PC and yeah. Oblivion you know, launched with the Xbox uh, 360. Uh, there's more uh, Elder Scrolls games that are actually exclusive for the uh, Xbox platform than on PlayStation. I think it's pretty much just Skyrim, right? Like Oblivion yeah. wasn't on on PlayStation 3 at all. So I'm like, what? Yeah, okay. yeah. You had Skyrim. You didn't even have Morrowind. So, like, what? You get one, you get one Elder Scrolls game, and then you start crying that uh, the next one won't be there. It just that's. I'm not crying that I'm not getting God of War next year, right? And I'm not crying I'm not yeah. getting Spider Man, which, like, Spider Man <laughs> has always been multi platform, like every single yep. one. That's one of my most frustrating ones. Games? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it'll come to PC, right? So. Don't worry about that. Everything there one way. That PlayStation PC branding. So it's coming. <laughs> but, so uh, I look forward to playing Spider-Man on PC. But oh, yeah. yeah, Elder Scrolls 6 is the exclusive. Uh, I'm happy they are getting the resources they need. And man, they got Microsoft. They got a $2 trillion company behind them now. Uh, oh, yeah. So I can't wait to see like uh, their new games come out and see them work on this because yeah, they put it off for a while to do uh, uh, the Starfield. I don't know how I, I spaced on that for a second, but, uh, but yeah, like they, because they switched over when they had uh, an option to actually like look into it and, and build this whole other universe. Cause the elder scrolls is a huge universe mm-hmm. and, expanding on this is going to be a massive project but yeah, yeah developing into starfield first and and seeing that come out i can't wait for that to release and that's gonna hopefully hold me over getting into that whole universe and learning more about it while i wait for for the new elder scrolls i could totally see todd howard ex- uh like uh retiring actually after elder scrolls 6 yep to be honest so uh, but you know, I'm I'm looking forward to Starfield. I'm looking forward to Elder Scrolls. I'm looking forward to Bethesda's future now because I feel like they don't have that anxiety of um, where the next check is going to come from, where the next investor is. Because I feel like people don't uh, realize that being a CEO, being a boss. Um, understanding that you have all these workers underneath your belt and if you are a good boss and you pay your workers uh, a a good wage a living wage that having that uh fear of 
you know, oh shit, we got to go through a round of investments. Like we have to find a, a new investor. We have to get a publisher on uh, on board. Uh, we got to hit it big with this next game or, you know, people's families are not getting fed. And that kind of anxiety is, pro- is also one of the main reasons Double Fine sold to Microsoft because um, Tim Schafer, that was a huge... Uh, anxiety for him and a depression for him like shit like that is 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 it it can weigh on you especially when you get older and uh, your health uh, mental health can affect your physical health and oh yeah having that off uh, probably a lot of their uh, shoulders is probably a huge relief and it it will let them be more creative in the end because you know they're not thinking of that they're thinking about the game they're thinking about you know providing the best experience for uh the player and not uh worrying about uh where the next uh check is coming from so uh, i'm excited i'm excited and hopefully their games are not as glitchy so (laughs) yeah (laughs) That's that's my biggest thought is like, yeah, the glitches are always fun in those Elder Scroll games, but yeah, it's, it's easier when you can you can have a proper experience and convey the exact story and everything that you want instead of like going hunting through the forest and shooting a deer in the neck and having its head shoot off into the sky yeah. and rip its body along with it. Like, oh it just like falls right. down like cardboard and then just starts vibrating yeah. across the world. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's cool and all, but uh, yeah, it really takes you out of the immersion of the. He's like, "Oh, I'm playing yeah, cool a video game. game. Yeah, I forgot. Damn." <laughs> but uh, in you know, talk about uh, being humble, though. Uh, so, have you ever heard of Scalebound? Yeah, I was so looking into Hadi, that quite a bit before. Yeah, so Hadi came at, Cameo, if I'm saying it right, I'm uh, sorry if I'm not. Um, uh, in an interview with a YouTube channel cutscene, uh, he expressed his deep apologies for the mismanagement of Scalebound, actually, and is sorry to the fans and Microsoft. So this is actually what he said: "I'm sorry to the players who look forward to it, uh, and more so, I'm sorry to Microsoft who had placed their trust in us as a business partner." Uh, I wanted to apologize both to the creator and uh, as a creator and as a member of Platinum Games. Uh, Also saying, uh, however, it was a big challenge for Platinum Games. Um, We were working in an environment we weren't used to. Uh, We were developing on the Unreal Engine and uh, we also lack the necessary know-how to build games based off online features. Uh, the hurdles we had to overcome were very big. So this is not easy for a Japanese developer to come out and say they are very honor-based uh, society. You know, the whole reason we have PlayStation was because Nintendo fucked over Sony and they're just like, okay, you break our honor, we're going to break your wallet. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But and even uh, I remember, and Platinum Games made this game, so it's relevant to that. Um, Hideo Kojima was making that um, 
Revengeance game, Metal Gear Solid Revengeance, and it went nowhere in their team. And he got his whole team to come out on camera and essentially like apologize. And he like shamed them. <laughs> so yeah. um, it, it must be tough to come out and, and say that. But, you know, I, I respect him for saying it at the time they were working on an engine they weren't used to and online features like they weren't a company known for that stuff. They were known for their fast action, single player games. And they had a lot on their plate at that time. As I remember, they were doing a transformers game, teenage mutant Ninja turtles game. They had a couple Nintendo projects in the work as well. And Scalebound was not a small game. No, it was it a huge, huge take on. Yeah. And it looked cool too. Oh yeah, it looked amazing. Like they the stuff that they did develop looked great. And from what everyone was looking at, like everyone was very excited for it. And it's I, I totally understand where they're coming from as uh like with some background in programming and everything, like the online features and everything and setting up a game that's based around that i i can't imagine how difficult that must have been because it's it's hard enough just to program a game on its own and make it really defined and well like i mean look at skyrim like skyrim's a massive game but like yeah it's got bugs galore and like they do what they can for it but well and especially like sorry you're saying trying to I was just going to say they're trying to like build a game that's the next generation of that. Like this is ba- this is basically like a a Skyrim like it's basically Elder Scrolls 5. Like it's like a newer like Elder Scrolls. Like there's no uh like at least like the concepts behind it and everything. It's like Skyrim yeah, was, it was a very dragon-based game and everything and like this was just much yeah. better looking and Oh, it looked like an open world um like fantasy RPG uh, action game from it looked like a mix of like the attitude of devil may cry with like fantasy uh, dragons where like your dragon is just like fighting on the end where you're and you're like, just like busting out combos on the side fighting uh, alongside him. It was a very cool concept. And I would love for platinum to like, I know they won't redo Scalebound, but I'd love them to take those concepts and maybe make a game out of it uh, after learning uh, a couple things. But man, I feel like Platinum just doesn't have it together these days because like Bayonetta 3 has been taking like what, like 10 years to come out? Like it's been taking forever to come out and they just showed off a trailer not too long ago. So it looks like we're finally getting something, but I don't know. Uh, It'd be interesting if Microsoft maybe even decided to team up with them, but I doubt that will ever happen again. Like when you make that much of a game and then they decide to close it and they showed it off at like what, two, three E3s. That's not an easy decision to, 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 to close it, but they must have been so behind on their on their stuff. But the concept, um, the fact that we're even talking about Scalebound today, just shows how much that that game actually resonated with people. And um, I don't know. I feel like it. I I almost feel like it should come back in some way. 
Yeah, um, I, I'd, I'd like to see it come back. I'd like to see them take what they had of it and find a way to finish it at some point. But that'd like, be a holy shit moment right there. Yeah, right. At the very least, I expect that we'll see some, uh, some like Easter eggs and everything to it in other platinum games that they end up releasing. Yeah, and I hope they can take uh, the newer Unreal Engine now that they've had some more experience with it and everything. Take Unreal Engine five and run with that or something, and and make something similar, or or finish up that game. That would be great, but. I'm not going to hold my breath on it. Yeah, but it, it's interesting to see. We have a little bit more of an idea of what happened because everyone was blaming Microsoft. They're like, oh, they just came in and canceled the game. And like canceling something that far into development is not an easy choice to make. And uh, I'm glad we have some insight of actually kind of what happened. And it yeah. just sounds like mismanagement. At the That's time, it. and so. this is this is the appropriate way to deal with it: is let the people know kind of what happened, what went wrong, and everything, so that you can learn more about it and figure out more. Like for all you know, like you send out an article like this where you're apologizing, you might get ten applications the next day from people who do have the experience and the knowledge and everything on how to get that sort of thing done. And oh, yeah. you just got your leads on the resources that you needed, right? There you go. So You're hopefully you're gonna the, get that if you don't talk. Yeah, so hopefully like the future of Bethesda, the future of platinum games is bright. So fingers crossed. But you know, should we got a short but sweet one this week? Um that's pretty much all we have for you guys today. Thank you again for listening and watching. Uh, this was episode twenty-five uh, or twenty-six of the Xbox uh, North uh, <laughs> podcast. Dan, please, please take us home. Yeah. Don't you guys forget. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on our YouTube page. Hit that like button. Feel free to leave a comment down below. You can always find us on audio only on Spotify, Google Podcast. Just look for Xbox North Podcast. We're also on Reddit, Instagram. Look up Xbox North Podcast. And for Twitter, at North Xbox. And uh, make sure you listen to us next week. We are going to be doing our predictions for the game awards so a little sneak peek of what's coming up but hopefully andrew won't be, won't yeah, be so, so still next time yeah don't worry andrew's not dead right <laughs> yeah uh, although we didn't mention him too much but he's just busy this week so yeah he's just busy. we're still waiting to see he's like yeah. they didn't even mention andrew's is andrew dead like what happened to <laughs> andrew yeah, andrew's coming back don't worry don't worry we froze him in carbonite and left him in his room there yeah, uh, he's just locked in my basement, you know. I'll slide the food under the the the, the door and just like leave. That's just... the new Wi-Fi password. Yeah, he's like the Wi-Fi is. <laughs> he's like in the red box down here. Yeah. Right. yeah. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Toodaloo. Yeah. Toodaloo.